Welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. I'm Ashley. This is a weekly podcast where we watch and discuss movies from Netflix's romantic comedy genre list. If you had been joining us lately, we've been kind of expanding upon that list, but today we're back on it. Yeah. Netflix finally corrected itself. (laughs) (laughs) So we're doing this to learn, discuss, you know, have a good time with this misunderstood genre. We are your super or your romantic comedy superhero package creators. Yes. For your slumber party needs. Definitely yes. <laughs> it's awesome. What are we watching today, Ashley? Today's a fun title to say, just because. Today we're watching 1982's Author Author. <laughs> Exclamation point. Yep. Also, we're back in 1982. Oh yeah, we are. We're back in the 80s. This We've- is where we left off. Yes. We're right back where we left off, right after Greece, too. Mm-hmm. We've had an interesting journey back in time. I've loved it. I've loved every minute of it. No, you haven't. No. Woody Allen was, no. <laughs> no. Woody Allen was, like, a blight on that journey. But we learned, we learned lots. We, yes. I have grown as a human. Yes. Especially with Howard and Maude. We're still a little broken. Harold and Maude. Oh, I love it. You know what? I have actually, when I returned... Uh, this movie, I'm getting Harold and Maude so Matt can watch it. He's going to be the second person that I'm getting to watch it. <laughs> like, every week I'm getting someone else to watch Harold and Maude. Okay, sorry. I may need to borrow that again so I can meet, get Sam to watch it. So, the description for author, author, I didn't say it is fun that time, I'm mm. sorry, is, Before playwright Ivan Trevelyan can attend to his flailing career, he must deal with the unraveling threads of his personal life. This sounds very Woody Allen. It does! <laughs> I was just about to say that to you. I'm glad you caught that. See how we're growing and we're wise? Yeah. Beyond our years. So this movie stars, this. we're going back to people that, that are still alive and that we know. Um, this stars Al Pacino, Diane Cannon, and Tuesday Weld. I don't think I've seen a Al Pacino movie except, wait a minute, Godfather, right? Godfather, Scarface. I haven't seen Scarface. You haven't seen the mounds of cocaine? I know they exist. (laughs) (laughs) All of the cocaine that the industry provided? Oh, Dick Tracy. Okay. Seen Dick Tracy? No, I guess I've just seen him, like, in Godfather and Dick Tracy. I've never seen The Godfather, but I've seen Scarface, so I feel like it's... We're even. ...very similar. (laughs) Um, this was directed by Arthur Hiller. Um, it's rated PG for adult content and adult language. And it's an hour and 47 minutes. Mm, a little long. Though we haven't determined if that's with credits or without. I think it's with. Okay. I don't know. I would, I would assume so, because most running times that showed up on boxes and stuff were with credits. Okay. The sad thing is that Netflix has rated this movie at two stars. Yeah, I'm not surprised we're going back to our Netflix streaming and we get a two-star movie. No, I'm not really that surprised either. I'm just sad. I'm sad after we've watched these really great movies. The only award that it has that's significant was at the 1983 Golden Globe Awards. It was nominated for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. I mean, it's Golden Globe nominated? I don't know. That's it. That's all it had, though. I don't know anything about it. I've never heard of it. I've never seen Al Pacino. 
I have vaguely like seen its poster every so often and I think oh on Netflix yeah Yeah. like every so often it pops up and says you should watch this film and I'm like I don't really want to give me more Gilmore Girls (laughs) thank you Netflix (laughs) I have an internal struggle in conversation with Netflix before I go to bed oh it's it's completely valid (laughs) are you ready to watch it yeah let's let's yeah 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 just go see it let's try it yeah yeah Yeah. okay al pacino that's all this movie is about the end actually we have no idea what this movie is about rather watch fuller house it's the same thing (laughs) (laughs) okay we just watched author author from fox and it it put us to sleep if you're having trouble sleeping at night put this movie on yeah Basically. Like, next time you have, like, a bout of insomnia, it's just like, okay, watch the Al Pacino movie that where he adopts, like, eight kids. Five kids. Oh, I thought there were eight. No, there were just five. Oh, I totally miscounted. I mean, it seems like there's more, because they move around a lot. So there's just five. We're, and they're just everywhere. There's Igor, who's his. There's Geraldo. Okay. And then the two girls and the boy, redhead boy, are Gloria's from two others. So conflicted. Oh, you know what the best part of this movie is, though? The ending, when it went to a freeze frame and we were done. (laughs) The Milk and Cookies song. Oh, yes! Oh, yes, I did thoroughly enjoy the Milk and Cookies song that won a Razzie Award. (laughs) I told you, I told you it was all going to go downhill from there. It was opening credits. And the song about there's nothing better than coming home to milk and cookies and a friend. Yeah. And we were, like, swaying and, yeah. like, having a grand old 80s time. Yeah, it was great. And then it just turned to poo-poo. Then we start out with this audition, and so we're introduced to Al Pacino's character. Al Pacino is a playwright, like we said in the description, and they're casting his play. There's some disagreement in this casting, so he has the director fired. That's the opening scene. Yeah. His producer's there, who's there a lot, who's trying to make things happen, and Al Pacino's very depressed the whole movie. He states that. Numerous times, he goes, I'm so depressed. Yeah, like every two minutes. It's almost like he looks at the camera (laughs) and just says, I'm depressed. So very, very depressed. So then he walks home, he finds his son, Iggy, who first, I don't know what happened, it was like, they said it was his birthday, but they're like, no, he's like, no, it's my birthday, so they were, like, playing a trick on him, and all these kids, like, pop out of nowhere, that's when it seemed like there were, like, 12 children. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, you're like, are all these kids his? Which I thought, because he kept calling them, look, I have to beat my children. Yeah. And so I assumed they were all his children, but they end up not being. No, but... they're mostly Gloria's. There's still lots of children. There are five. Five children. Um, so there's birthday cake, and we meet his wife, Gloria. It's his birthday. He's turning 43. He's, he asks Gloria if he can go out and do things. And I don't know why. She's, like, putting things in the fridge instead of putting them in the sink. Like, she's spacing out. Like, they have these first couple scenes where I don't know why the director chose this for them to be completely spacing out and saying things and like... Oh, I felt like that was the whole movie. I just thought that was like a trend. (laughs) Because he like calls 
mm-hmm. people by, like, the wrong name a lot. He's constantly reiterating the fact that his wife is cheating on him. Yeah. And it, it it's not working. It doesn't work at all. No, it's just boring. Uh, right. So then, in the next scene, he's gone out and he's hounding his director friend to replace the old director, be the director of this play. And his friend doesn't like it, doesn't want to do it, but he gives in to uh, Al Pacino's begging. This was all shot, like, in a wide. Mm-hmm. So you didn't really ever see their conversation. It was just all from, a compl- uh, like, a hugely wide distance. Yeah. Didn't seem like that a lot of budget to shoot very much outdoors in New York. <laughs> Felt like there was a lot of New York, though. Mm-hmm. So then they're out at dinner with his five kids and the producer... Which, I don't know how you would bring your kids anywhere for dinner. I mean, it can be done, but you shouldn't do it for, like, a business meeting. Yeah. And that's where he says, like, the wrong name of his producing partner. He's actually saying the name of the man his wife is seeing. I don't know. He's been doing some, like, stalking of his wife. I I didn't know how he knew. Like, he kept on saying, well, I went to, Mm -hmm. I talked to this person and this person. It's just like, dude, calm down. Yeah. So that night in bed, she comes home late at 2 a.m. and he accuses her of cheating. And yeah. she keeps saying, we'll talk about it in the morning. Yeah. He doesn't want to talk about it in the morning. Right. I mean, things happen. Yeah, she was gone for apparently three days. And then I know I'm skipping over a couple things because they're not important. But um, she leaves again before he's able to give her breakfast. So he goes and sees her at the school that she teaches at and demands to have this discussion because she keeps on running away from him. Yeah, it was very weird because they they get into a fight in front of her class. It looked like they were she was teaching at NYU because the flyers on the wall were all for NYU. Yeah, I'm not sure. And it's in some of the trivia. It says he was either Columbia or NYU staged as one or the other. Oh, okay. So she says that she's lonely. Pretty much she's like a terrible person through this movie. They're all... Well, I mean, he's like a good human being. He's willing to take care of all these children. Yeah, but he's a terrible playwright. (laughs) He's terrible at a lot of things. Yeah. But not being a dad. Right, he's a good dad. And the thing with this movie that they really tried to impart, and it was a big thing in the 80s, is kids being really aware of their surroundings. That's good, because they are. Mm-hmm. So the kids always knew what was up. They always knew who wanted them, where they wanted to be. And the kids were the smart ones. The parents were the stupid ones. And that was a trend in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, they took care of themselves, pretty much. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of the housework and everything. But he was still, like, there for them, which was... Yeah, he was just very stressed out. Like, I don't know why, all of a sudden, he's just, like, super stressed out. That this play has to be a hit so he can feed all these children, which he's now all alone in charge of. Yeah. By the way, this is not a romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah, why is it labeled that? Because Netflix said this is a comedy and it has romance in it, which I find it has neither. No, it was just sleep-inducing. <laughs> <sighs> so after his unfruitful argument with his wife, Gloria... He has a lunch meeting with his producer and the lawyer and accountant team. Oh, yeah, where she made them wait for, like, two and a half hours. Yeah, and his excuse was, I'm so depressed. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently the producer has signed on, or has told Al Pacino that he's signed on this actress, this great actress from movies, Alice Detroit. 
And so that's the only reason why the investors and everybody else is excited. Yes, but in reality, but he has in, not. Yes, yeah, in reality, he's like, mm, I just arranged a meeting, so let's go meet with her. Yeah. She's a weirdo, too. Well, she's an actress. <laughs> no offense to the actresses out there, you just... Actors and actresses are weird. A weird. Well, anybody in the film industry is a weird breed. We are weird. Hmm. We I, like caves. I don't know what you mean, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I kind of thought that they were just playing that up, that she was just, she was an actress, and actresses do weird things. Yeah. I'm not sure if this movie wasn't written well, or if it wasn't directed well, or probably both. It's lacking a story, and I feel like the direction is not good. Yeah. I don't know. I fell asleep. <laughs> like, I had gotten so done with it, because I think we kept on saying, or well, at least I kept on saying, what is, like, what is the story? What, what is going on? Yeah, and we haven't had a movie like that in a while. Yeah. Like, there was no structure to anything like even when you go to to do something that's unstructured you still have a plan of what each character is is going for or going towards this just it didn't even feel like like a slice of life or for anything like that it just felt like it's like al pacino running around with it like a chicken with his head cut off <laughs> yeah with five kids yep following him holding his hand mm-hmm. doing the serpentine thing yeah, that's what, it's just, like, so, like, one of the bits that they did with this lunch with Alice was that she, like, it opens on this close-up of her hands. She has three glasses of champagne, and she's laying out an aspirin mm-hmm. for each glass. Yeah, I was like, okay, drug addict? What? I thought it was ecstasy. Yeah, I thought it was, <laughs> I also thought it was some sort of party drug. Yeah. It was weird, and then they ask her, like, well, finally because, somebody asks her about it. Yeah, because it was in a tin. It wasn't in an aspirin bottle. It yeah. was in a tin. Yeah. Like, where you get your ecstasy. <laughs> well, I mean, my mom my mom does not do ecstasy, to the best of my knowledge, but she like, she's a nurse, so she carries, like, her, her medicine in, like, a little tin that she puts in her purse, so she doesn't have to carry around a giant aspirin bottle. So it made a little bit of sense, hmm. but it was weird. Yeah. Like, it was, it was the bad kind of weird. Like, it was the concerning kind of weird. Yeah, it's just, like, making character. That's what I said. This movie would, like, add character traits for no reason. Yeah, because that's never, like, really addressed. It's just, like, this butt end of a joke at the end of the scene, but it's not funny mm-hmm. because it takes two or three minutes before you actually get to the punchline of it all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes that works, but just the flow was so serious in the scene to add that as a button just yeah. doesn't work. I feel like this couldn't be a comedy because Al Pacino was so stressed out the whole time. Just his face was just like, I'm so stressed out, I'm going to die. But yeah, he, like, was sh- visibly shaking. Mm-hmm. And he never smiled. No. He never, like, unless he was around the kids. Maybe that's what the, I, I feel like this would have been better off if it was, like, a Mrs. Doubtfire kind of thing, where, you know, he, he just is fighting for his kids, mm-hmm. rather than adding this whole other aspect of him being a, a New York playwright. Or but he wasn't whatever. fighting for the kids. The kids were doing things on their own and coming back to him. Yeah, it, it wasn't, 
Yeah, there was just no structure. Yeah, the kids get taken away, and then they find their way back, and he's just like, oh, you're here now? Okay, sure, you can stay with me if everybody else is fine with it. Yeah. I'm so depressed. That's what he says. Okay. (laughs) Just all the time. Alice agrees to do the play, and then that night or whatever, he talks to the kids about Gloria. But they already kind of know. Yeah, they're like, is mom coming back? No? Okay. Ivan is at the rehearsal and he's complaining about Albie, who's somebody else. It's the hairdresser that he went to that he's learning all this information from about Gloria. Who gave him this really weird perm. Yeah. Still not a comedy. (laughs) Yeah. He tried so hard, though. There were scenes where he was really trying to make it funny, and it's just Al Pacino is just not funny. It was Yeah. Like... The thing that makes Mrs. Doubtfire so great is Robin Williams. It's not, the story mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of heartfelt, but it's not what the, it's not the chief, like, part of, like, the, the spark of it all mm-hmm. is Robin Williams. So I think if you had somebody like that, instead of Al Pacino, who, I mean, his most famous role is The Godfather, which is a very serious movie. And this was a year before Scarface. A year before Scarface. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. And he's just not very, uh, he's not very funny. No. Like, even in real life, the interviews that I've seen, he's just not, he doesn't have that charm. Oh, okay. I mean, he's a good, he's a very good actor. Don't get me wrong. I I think he is a very good actor. You haven't seen anything with, you saw one thing with him. (laughs) I swear I've seen more than just that, but... I've seen Scarface. Scarface. Scarface is amazing, though. Okay. Like, he's so good in it. That That's you just... The, okay. neuro, the neuroticness works because he's a coke addict. But, I mean, this, it just... I don't know. It just didn't... It didn't feel right for him. The kids were the best part. Yep. To be honest. Yep. The kids yeah, were great. Yeah, I looked up seeing that Iggy kid if he acted again and he only did a couple and was just done in the 80s. I was like, what? He was so good. He was good. Maybe he just didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, that's what, you're being a child actor, it's hard to get out of that. Yeah. Okay, so, he has dinner with the kids, the kids are upset. I don't know, there's so much Yeah. in this movie. The girls then, the, the, the two little girls then get taken by their father, and then the redhead child, Spike, he has to go back with his father too. Who's a minor league baseball player. Good catch. And Gloria, Gloria, their mother, mm-hmm. does not want them. Yeah. She clearly doesn't want them. She clearly cares nothing for them. Yeah. Which, it was, this is just, that whole, like, thing was just weird. Like, it was, it was interesting because there's not a lot of movies where the mother doesn't give a shit. Yeah. About their kids, but. But just her reasoning that you slept through was just not normal or just not <laughs> not didn't make good sense. enough yeah it didn't make sense she was yeah. just like this is what i do i just make kids and leave them like that was pretty much it and that's like a horrible thing to say yeah like who who does that who i mean how can you how can you carry a child in your body for nine months and then willingly say no fuck off i'm gonna go make another kid and replace you with it like, yeah. how can you do that? All right, then there's a play rehearsal. But then that night, uh, Alice calls up Ivan to ask him out. 
in the answering machine. She's like, I'm having dirty sexual thoughts about you. Let's get together. Come meet me on the street corner. And then as soon as it's done saying that, it cuts to a close-up of Iggy, and Iggy, like, wags his eyebrows and says, if I were you, I would spend, what, 50 minutes? Yeah, the next 50 minutes getting dressed, and the next, and the minute after that, speeding to the street corner, you know? Yeah. He's like, you are, you're, how old are you? He's, he's old enough to know. But yeah, it was just, like, the weirdest thing to, like, have that on your answering. It wouldn't happen today. No. Like, if that happened in a movie today, like... Well, the technology doesn't pissed. exist for that to happen today, though. Well, it could, like, be, like, a voicemail that gets left on your phone and then links up to your TV and it tells you about it and then you listen no, to it. No, yeah, that's true because they have those, like, um, those Amazon things. Yeah. You'd be like, Alexa... What are my voice messages today? Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it would, it would happen. It would just happen in a different way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And But if it happened in a movie, like, people would probably riot. The MPA would probably tell them that they had to cut that out or change the dialogue. Yeah, well, this was rated, what, PG for this dialogue. <laughs> yeah, but even that wouldn't make it past a PG movie. No, no, no. Today, movies are rated under much harsher standards. Yeah. Which is weird mm-hmm. to think about. Okay, so he goes on the date with Alice, and they kiss. Just a peck. Yeah. But then uh, he thinks that he's in front of the, her place, and she's, she's like, like... lied about it or something? I don't know what it is. It's... I don't know. He's... She's like, so are we gonna go do it? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. And she's like, is it going to be a quickie or are you spending the night? And he's like, whatever you want. Lady's choice. Lady's choice. And she chooses the quickie. Yeah, but then it ends up not being her place, so he just runs off with her keys. And then they it cuts to them snuggling in front of a fireplace. Naked. <laughs> Naked. Naked. Yep. Which, that was just an, that was another scene where I think I kind of zoned out on because he started... She started asking him, like, about his life or whatever, and then he started about, started talking about how he and Gloria, he still was, like, infatuated with Gloria. Yeah. And it's just, like, how can you be infatuated with somebody but still go after someone else? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he's just trying to get over Gloria. Yeah. No, but it just, you don't tell the person that. You're like, hello, rebound person. Yeah. (laughs) Cause that's a great turn on. (laughs) I'm gonna cry after sex. Because <laughs> I miss Gloria. Um, so the kids are asking if they're, if he's gonna marry Alice. Because apparently, at this point, he's seen her a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. He also talks about how, so he says that he has a limit. That if he has sex with someone ten times, he has to marry them. Mm-hmm. So, at, like, it jumps forward in time, and apparently they've had sex more than ten times, so he, of course, has to marry her. But he's not gonna. But he's not going to. Right. Because she doesn't want to. Right. So he goes to this gala with her. Oh, that's what he's getting all dressed up for. Yeah. That's where they have that conversation. Yeah. They're dancing. Yeah. Then she wants to move in. Just as a trial. Yeah. She moves in with them. Yeah. And there's some bit about a chair she brings a chair and then that's over (laughs) yep 
So then there's more rehearsal. She wants to go eat out without the kids. And he's like, but I have to bring kids everywhere. And she's But he has like, to feed them. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, I thought this would be different. Mm. <laughs> because children don't need care or nurturing. Or... Yeah. She's like, I knew there were kids, but I didn't know there'd be kids, like, all, all the, the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Lady, what did you expect? Yeah, so they're actually at another night. They're at a dinner, and she's off, like, schmoozing, and the kids are there, and they're out really late. And they're falling asleep at the table. Yeah, so he, like, says he's going to leave, but yeah, seriously, she doesn't know how children work. She's always, like, she was like, oh, let's go out and do this, and he's like, I have to go home and make sure these people are still alive. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, again? (laughs) This is lame. Yeah. Children are not fun. So, one day, Gloria shows back up, and they fight. And she's like, how could you move another woman in here into my house? He's like, girl, you've been gone 11 weeks. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't your house anymore. (laughs) I wish it's... (laughs) I wanted it to happen so bad, because he did. He did really just say, like... Girl, no. Girl, please. Girl, please. (laughs) I really wanted the finger snaps so bad. (laughs) So she misses him. She's like, do you you love this woman? And he's like, no, I don't. I guess I didn't realize that till now, but I don't love her. I love you. And then she's like, oh. Oh, well, I'm going to go live with Larry. And if it works out, I'm going to marry him. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) What did that just seem made no sense to me how she'd come in and she'd be like, I'm freaking out because you're seeing another person while I'm going to go marry somebody else. Do you think, like, the 80s was when the stereotypes of the hysterical, ridiculous, like, female trope became a thing? Because that's the definition of it right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because she was crazy one minute mm-hmm. and then was just like, well... Now that you've given in to to me loving you and you love me back, I can't love you anymore. I have to go be with this dude because I agreed to or whatever. It wasn't even like a forbidden romance thing or whatever. It was just, it was just all of a sudden yeah. I'm switching. She's like, oh, Massachusetts is nice this time of year. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go live there. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so then Ivan talks to Alice and he's like, I... I think you should move out. You're not going to quit the play, right? And she's just like, oh my god, yes, I'm so moving out. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait for you to ask me. Yeah. The children, they're just too much. Too much. Oh, I thought it was funny when the little kid was doing laundry and he pulls the blankets off of them and they're naked. Which was random. Doing... No, he was, the kid was like rounding up the clothes and stuff to, to put yeah. them in the laundry. And they were just asleep. Yeah. The kids are like the adults of the family. Yep. He talks to Gloria. He 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 calls her on the phone and just puts it on the machine. Oh, he calls and breathes. Oh. He like he's like a creepy stalker phone man. Yeah. And so he like puts her on speaker. Yeah. Which they showed you how that worked in the eighties. It was like click. Click, down, 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 ring, ding, ding. Yeah, it was like pulling levers. <laughs> there was some whirring. Yeah. The answering whole... me had to, to just power on. <laughs> it was a whole Rube Goldberg. Set. Yeah. <laughs> there was a bowling ball and some, you know, a some candle. Paint. 
you know, that made a burned string. the rope. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how answering machines worked in the eighties. It's like we were from there. Oh wait, we were. I don't think we ever had an answering machine like that. I don't even think we had we ever had an answering machine. I remember having an answering machine because we, me and my sister would, like, fight to get home mm-hmm. fast enough to see who could get the mail and to who can listen to the voicemails on the answering we machine. Got, we had a voicemail when we had a cordless phone, but when we had a corded phone, I feel like we didn't have an answering machine. I remember when we got, um... Call waiting? Call waiting. Yeah, I remember when we got call waiting where it would, you know... You would have Beep. two lines. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I think we went to, like, call waiting to just getting, like, a, a wireless thing with a thing, which we still have, which I think they've turned it off because it doesn't ring anymore because nobody was answering it for the past ten years. Because <laughs> we all had cell phones. It's like anybody that calls the house doesn't want to talk to us. <laughs> oh, phones. Da, da, da. Okay, so he's do, he has to do these rewrites to fix Act 2. It's his big thing. This this movie needed to fix Act 2. <laughs> this movie needed to fix all acts. Yeah, um, but his rewrites are terrible because he's still obsessed with Gloria. Gloria! Gloria! <laughs> it's like Stella, but worse. Yeah, so the two little girls have now run away to Ivan's house. The the cops have showed up looking for the girls and the boys have hid them. And so when they say that they're going to take them back, Ivan's like, okay, go upstairs and pack. And then they all go upstairs and he's like, let's escape. So they escape onto the roof, but there's no way off, off the, the roof. roof. <laughs> so they're just stuck on the roof and all these other cops and a huge crowd shows up. And then Iggy, like out of somewhat sheer brilliance, like convinces... Debbie to tell them that the court case actually Gloria won. Yeah, Gloria had custody the whole time. So then like Al Pacino was like, these kids don't even belong to that guy. So there, they belong to my wife. So I'm not giving them back. And the police officer's like, ooh. Was that true? If he's right, you're in trouble. They threw serious shade. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it, yeah. And then they're all sitting down and talking and, you know, writing up things that don't penalize anybody. (laughs) And then the redhead child shows back up, Spike, and he's like, hi, I'm back. (laughs) No, the kid was like, can my friend stay here? And they're like, wink. Yes. Um, And then the producer and the director show up that same evening with all the cops and kids there to show up to yell at him, being like, these rewrites aren't working. We're going to fix this. Here's our own rewrites. You're doing terrible. And Al Pacino's like, I can't think. I can't think. Why don't you just stop talking to me? Ah." I'm going to go get the gun out of the toilet and I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to go to Gloucester to get back Gloria. (laughs) Jimmy Stewart. nothing continue okay <laughs> so he goes to massachusetts in a taxi who the taxi driver was just like no dude i don't go that far it's at least a four-hour drive if you're doing fine <laughs> from the city from downtown from manhattan and then you go to go through connecticut through rhode island and then up past boston over boston it's like so you have to go through, like, four different states. Mm-hmm. From my mis- Midwestern knowledge, that sounds terrible. 
<laughs> My mom does it every weekend. <laughs> so this is, they actually did film in, in Gloucester. So this is the part you fell asleep during. Yes. <laughs> he shows up in a cab to his wife and he's like, come on, we're going back. And he, she's like, no. And he's, and well, first of all, the guy there, Larry, he's like, what's happening? And he's like, don't test me, Larry. I will kill you or something <laughs> like that. He was very like, I haven't been in a fight in 30 years, but I will punch you down so hard, guy, you better back up. <laughs> and so like, he pushes like Gloria, like physically assaults her, like we're going, and he just picks her up and throws her over his shoulder and throws her in the cab, and she's just like, no, I'm not going. I blah, 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 blah. I do what I want when I want. Mm-hmm. Well, he throws her out, and he's like, fine. I'm taking care of all the kids. I'm the good guy. I don't know. So, I don't know, man. It's just weird. Why are they even fighting? They're all terrible people. So yeah, he goes back, and then it's the opening night. And we never see it. We never see the play. Mm-hmm. The audience apparently cheers. Author, author. And so they're having a, a celebration dinner that night. And they're like, we gotta wait to get the review because if we don't get the Times review, we won't know if we're good or not. And so Al Pacino runs with the kids to the newspaper stand. They get the Times and they open it up and they're a hit and it freeze frames. And that's the end. Not a romantic comedy. (laughs) Sorry we had to put you through this. Not even like a decent comedy. Normally we'd compare this to a movie, but you're comparing to Mrs. Doubtfire, which is not a romantic comedy. Mrs. Doubtfire is a... Well, it, it's a comedy. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire is just a classic, and that's just what it reminded me of. Like, the house was similar to the San Francisco house that they are in, and Mrs. Doubtfire, and the the kids being self-aware of everything and talking mm-hmm. to their parents in a, in a manner that is considered unbefitting of children. Yeah. I like the little kid, Geraldo, who kept saying, God damn it! Yeah, I loved him. He was cute. I was just like, you're like my future child. <laughs> That's the truth. Only you'd say much worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what more to say about this movie. It was really quite terrible. And terrible. <laughs> I just didn't understand, like, really anything. Like, what was anyone's motivation? Like, what was anyone's thoughts on things? <laughs> like, I think we, we had... The last two movies were Annie Hall and Manhattan, so we had lots of very, like, in-depth kind of ridiculous, like, you always kind of knew what everyone was thinking because they were always constantly telling you what they were thinking, Mm -hmm. and then in this it was just no one was telling anyone what they were thinking or what they wanted or what they needed or anything, so we need, yeah, it just, what happened to the world? Welcome to the 80s. No, we're going to be doing some good ones. Maybe not the next one, but the one after that one. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was that. That's that's all we got. Mhm. There wasn't even really any trivia about it. No. Just that the director and Al Pacino kind of hate each other. Yeah. Well, Al Pacino's probably like, "What's my motivation?" <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a motivation. All right. Let's rate this sucker. I don't know if I can rate it. You can rate it dig deep down inside it's not a romantic comedy i'm gonna rate it one cookie and milk (laughs) milk and cookies yeah one milk and cookies platter okay that's sufficient like you need at least a good sugar high to get through this movie i'm gonna rate it one potato chip pasta casserole (laughs) 
because that's like the only scene that I found any type of humor in mm-hmm. at all. And we didn't even talk about it because it was so quick. Well, probably because nothing happened in it. They just ate dinner and choked. On potato chips. And n- it did Enough, not yeah. further the plot. Yeah, but there was no plot. Oh. Next week we're watching 1984's Behind the Yellow Line. And I believe it's our first international film. That sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Get ready for subtitles. Put your glasses on. I don't mind subtitles. I like subtitle movies. Okay, we have uh, no thank yous this week because we're recording these episodes back to back. But we are very appreciative for everybody's support on everywhere. 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 Because we love you. In the universe. Yeah. You can uh, listen and download all of our episodes at thecutaways.com. And please leave us comments and rate us and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher because it helps us out a whole, 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 whole lot. It really does. Also tell us how horrible you thought this movie. Yeah. We're on Facebook and Twitter as at Cutaways Podcasts. Podcasts. Wouldn't that be funny if that was a thing? Yes. It's just a podcast about cats. Probably exists. Probably exists. It's like like an hour of just back-to-back cat videos. Meow. Meow. <laughs> that would be more enjoyable than this movie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.